This was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet. Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king comes to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. In the name of Jesus, Jesus comes. Your king comes. He comes into the virgin's womb. He comes into the manger. He comes to the Jordan, to John, to be baptized by him. He comes into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Advent fulfilled. Christmas fulfilled. Epiphany fulfilled. King Jesus comes to Jerusalem. Palm Sunday. We're entering the fourth quarter now of the church year. He comes to save his people. He is King Jesus, after all. He will be called Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. That's what Isaiah prophesied about him, too, in chapter 62. Behold, the Lord has caused this to be heard unto the ends of the earth. Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your salvation comes. Behold, his reward is with him and his recompense before him. Zechariah promises the same thing with different words. Rejoice greatly, daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you, righteous and having salvation is he, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. Jesus comes for his chosen people. That's not just geographic Jerusalem, the city of Jerusalem that sits in the Middle East. It's Zion. The name often used in the Bible for what we would call the church. The church is the holy believers and lambs who hear the voice of their shepherd. When King Jesus comes, he comes, well, as king, he comes to be your king, your Lord, your Savior. The little word Lord means simply the same as Redeemer. After all, when he comes for you, King Jesus comes exactly why and how he means to. When I say that King Jesus comes exactly how he means to, I mean that he comes like he said he would. It's all about what he's promised for his coming. He sets the terms, we don't. It's the benefit of being king. Subjects don't establish the rules of the kingdom. Our problem is we want to set the terms for Jesus' coming. We're looking for all sorts of things that he has not promised. And when things then don't go the way we think they should, we doubt. More specifically, we don't like it when Jesus does things we don't want him to. We get frustrated when he allows us things we don't like. We get angry when he doesn't act 
when he doesn't do something we think he should. In all these ways, unbelief is in charge of our hearts. We look at the world at large, or maybe just our own world, and we're basically like, I don't like this, that, or this other thing that's going on. And because that's happening, we doubt that the Lord's actually in charge, or at least not in any meaningful way. Maybe we even entertain the opinions of unbelievers. Is there really a God? Claiming to be wise, they have become fools. For the fool says in his heart, there is no God. Nevertheless, we fall into the trap of failed expectations. Because the devil, the world, and our sinful nature deceive us and mislead us. Our expectations fail because they're sinful. Our hearts turn away from what the Lord promises about himself. And so we're no different than the crowds surrounding Jesus in our gospel lesson. Because they're sinners, his people from all times and places all well, can be described the same way. Stiff-necked, limping between two opinions, slow of heart to believe all that's written in the law of Moses and the prophets. The people in Jerusalem were hoping for a political savior. And so it was easy to be duped by the religious leaders once Jesus had been taken into uh, custody by the Romans. We also can lose the true Jesus by looking for a Jesus that fits more our middle-class American experience and expectations. We, too, can be duped by our own wants or our worries about the woes of the world. And so it's good news for you and for me that King Jesus comes exactly why and how he means to. He comes to save us. That's why he comes. He comes to save us from our hard hearts, stiff necks, our sinful wants, desires, and expectations. He comes to redeem us, to purchase us from our sins, to win for us the forgiveness of sins. Jesus comes to raid and plunder the devil's kingdom, bringing us back into his own eternal kingdom. He comes to snatch us out of the clutches of death, the maw of the grave. That's why he comes. And he comes according to his promise, how he means to. He comes conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary. He had no form or comeliness that we should desire him. He comes to suffer under Pontius Pilate, be crucified, died, and buried. Jesus came as king, as salvation itself, 
hanging dead on the cross. Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews, by his wounds you've been healed, forgiven. He still comes to save us, to deliver that salvation to us. Say to the daughter of Zion, behold, your salvation comes. Behold, his reward is with him and his recompense before him. He delivers his salvation, his forgiveness, his victory over death, devil, and the grave to you in the means of grace. The word and the sacraments that he established and instituted so that you would receive it. King Jesus still comes exactly how he means to, just like he's promised. It's not riding a donkey as promised, but delivering his forgiveness, his salvation to you as promised. His forgiveness is promised and delivered through the word and water of holy baptism. It's promised and delivered through the absolution and sermons given by his sent men. Go to the village in front of you, he says. The Lord's always sending his men to the right place, right time. It's also promised and delivered through the blessed bread and wine that are thereby his body and blood for you for the forgiveness of your sins. King Jesus comes exactly why and how he means to. Jesus comes. Your king comes. He comes into the virgin's womb. He comes into the manger. He comes to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. He comes into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Advent fulfilled. Christmas fulfilled. Epiphany fulfilled. Lent fulfilled too. He will save his people from their sins by taking on the form of a servant, becoming obedient unto death, even death on a cross. King Jesus comes exactly why and how he means to. He comes to you because he has need of you. He wants you to save you. He comes and delivers his Calvary salvation to you. He comes according to his promise, how he means to. Words, water, body and blood. And you, you're saved in the name of Jesus.